Well, so we are continuing in today in Mishnah Yomi. We find ourselves today in Peah, Perek Beis, Mishnayis Dalid through Hey, Chapter 2, Mishnayis 4 through 5. So Mishnah Dalid says as follows. So now the Gemara, excuse me, the Mishnah is continuing to talk in terms of what's considered to be a hefsek. Remember again, this has been the topic of the second chapter so far. The general idea as to what goes ahead and can take one field or one orchard and divide it into two. Now, the ramification of that would be one field has only one obligation of payah. And obviously, if you have two fields, each of those fields has their own independent obligation. So the Mishnah says ourselves, for carob trees, kalaro and zadzad. Now, here's what's interesting. Apparently, when it comes to carob trees, they're very often planted far apart from one another. They're planted far apart from one another. And ultimately, again, they're very tall, the Bartunero points out, and they have a lot of branches. So because of that, carob trees, as long as they could quote-unquote, kalaro and zadzad, if one tree could see the other, they are, then they are considered to be one field. Now, of course, what's unique to this is that even if, technically speaking, you have a wall in between the trees, nevertheless, as long as, quote-unquote, you could see one from the other, they are considered to be as one field, and therefore, halacha lemaisa, one peya suffices for all of them. Amr Begumliyot, Begumliyot says as follows, Noagin hayu beis abo, nosten peachas lezeisin, shahayu lahem, so very interesting how Lachar says, My father's home, they used to give one payah for all of the olive trees that they had in literally in one direction. In one direction. So the Bartanura comments on this, and the Bartanura says, Payah, So what he says is, it refers to the idea, Begumliyot says, In my father's home, Every, all the olive trees that were in one direction. So, you know, anything that was on the eastern side of the city that was considered to be one field. And for carob trees, the halacha was as long as they could see each other. So really, Rabbi Gamliel is saying over here, like Tanakama. So he's, what he's, so in, words, in terms of carob trees, He's saying the same thing as the Tanakhama. As long as they can see each other, they're considered to be one field. What he's adding over here is that for olive trees, he's quoting the practice of his father's home, that what we used to do is all of the olive trees in one direction of the city were counted as one field. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Tzadik, Omer, Mishmo, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Tzadik says, in the name of Rabbi Gamliel, so this is actually very interesting. When it comes to carob trees, what he's saying is as follows. All of the carob trees in any direction were considered to be one field. Now, now understand what this means. What, according, to, according to Rabbi Eliezer, he's saying that if you had carob trees surrounding the city on the north, south, east, west side that ultimately all of those carob trees are considered to be like one field. Even though, again, ain't row and elu es elu, they cannot see each other. Obviously, the carob trees in the north cannot, quote-unquote, see the carob trees on the south, yet they are all considered to be one field. So it seems to be a machlokes in terms of what the position of Rabbi Gamliel is regarding carob trees. According to the first approach, Rabbi Gamliel holds like the Tanakama, the carob trees, as long as they could see each other, ultimately are considered to be one field. According to Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Tzadok, Rabbi Gamliel holds that Allah 
even countries that can see each other but are part of one contiguous area, ultimately would be one field and therefore one payah would suffice. Very interesting, Machlokas. Good. Mishnahe. But what I do want to point out is what doesn't seem to be disputed over here in the Mishnah is when it comes to olives. So that the Rebbe Gamil, according to the practice of his father's home, that all of the olive trees in one particular direction, as long as they're all on the same, di- same side of the city, they can go ahead and be counted as one field for payah purposes. Incredible. Mishnah. Interesting halacha. If you have one type of one type of produce that is planted in the field, even if the produce is harvested at separate times, halacha lamais you only have to give one peya for the entire crop. However, if you have two different types of vegetation that are planted in one field. Even though you harvest it all at once, you still have to give two different payos. So a really interesting idea. So again, if I go ahead and I have one type of vegetation, one type of item planted in the field, even though some of them might be ready earlier, some of them might be later, so I'm harvesting at two different times, because it's one species, ultimately, again, I go ahead and give only one payo. But if you're planting two species, of course, we're assuming there's no Kelayim issues over here. You're planting two species, even though you're harvesting everything at the same time. Halacha Lamaisa, because it's two species, you have to give two different peos. Hazorea, Esadeo, Shnei, Minen, Chitin. Asar, Garn, Achos, Nosin, Peah, Achos. Shte, Granas, Nosin, Shte, Peos. The one exception to this rule is as follows. Let's say one goes ahead and plants in his field two different types of wheat. Right? There are different variations of wheat. So let's say one plants in this field two different types of wheat. So then the Mishnah says it depends. If you harvest all of the wheat at once, then it's looked at as one crop, and therefore one peah suffices. However, if you harvest it in two different times, then the fact that it's two different types, of, two different variations of wheat allows it to be seen as two different crops, and therefore halacha in two different payos. Wonderful. We will stop over here for today. We'll continue our session tomorrow in Mishnah's Vav through Zion. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.